Good morning. Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapo. It's 4.23 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a.k.a. NYC time. And um, I spent most of the night up getting ready for this episode. So waking up from my power nap, um, which I am still extremely exhausted, by the way. And my back hurts. I feel like it's just tension and stress or whatever. But... I started to try to, you know, just figure out, play around with what I was going to bring to the table um, this time for discussion. And um, lo and behold, I stumbled across um, Kanye West. Oh, boy. Right? And his um, recent apology for the comments that he made about slavery being a choice. Now, it's very funny that this is coming up and grabbing my attention because I was just saying in the previous episode that um, I'm not one to gonna you know who's gonna really just talk about entertainment all the time that I would throw it in occasionally, but this is a time where it's fitting to talk about and it's actually one that we can use for a lot of educational purposes and I couldn't help but see all the opportunities you know, in it for it, for all the different types of discussions that we could bring forth through it. So I want to discuss that now. A lot of you are thinking that I'm going to come in it the way that a lot of people have been coming in, especially being an African-American woman or just being somebody with sense period. It's not about being a person of color or a minority. It's just about being um, educated and not being ignorant, right? Because this is all about ignorance, and um, most people just, this is unacceptable, you know, for, for anyone to even think like that. I think there's obviously been too many books written, too many documentaries. It's just, it's just been discussed on and off for a long period of time that there should be no misunderstanding about what slavery was, especially by somebody like Kanye West, whose mother was a professor and whose um, father was a member of um, a Black Panther Party, I believe, before he also went into a form of education or Christian a ministry or something like that. So, with that being said, um, yeah, in the past, Kanye have made so many comments and done so many things that's so controversial, especially with him standing by Trump, which um, he just offended so many people, especially people of color. But I wanted to talk about today um, Kanye West in the sense of mental illness, okay? Uh, because that's one area or angle that I think we don't necessarily truly look at him in or a light that we don't necessarily look at him in that we should more often. Um, as I said before, in previous mental health awareness episodes, I've done ones on um, are you dating a narcissist, how to spot a sociopath. I've done ones on um, sociopaths. And I noticed, like I also said, this is what I like. These things happen to me, and I'm glad that I'm documenting them. But it just always happens to me. Like so I, I, I'm not a big fan of TV. If I'm watching TV, it's either because I've seen the guide and it's a movie that's old. Everything I like to watch is is usually old. If it's a new show, it's coming on this fall, like How to Get Away with Murder or something like. You know what I mean? But nine out of ten, it's not on already. And if I wanted to binge watch old seasons, like there's apps for that. There's there's smart TVs. There's too much to do. So I'm not big on media news because I'm too woke for that. So I don't stay up on um, catching up on, not even New York One. New York One used to drive me crazy, especially me being an empath. So all the things going on in my city, I can't watch anymore. So like every now and again, I'll tap in or I won't feed in because I know what they're trying to do. But this time around, I'm like, all right, look, this has to be discussed. So Kanye West is, 
if you don't know already, is an interesting psychological case study for many reasons. First of all, he's known for his controversial stunts, um, his disorganizing, like, grandiose rants, which has gained him a lot of attention and enemies, let's face it, you know, and and no matter what anyone says, I'm going to start the episode like this, and I'm going to end the episode like this, there's no such thing as bad publicity, so whether you talk about somebody good, or you talk about somebody bad, it's like they said, um, was it, was it, um, Boston Girls, they said, um, you're nobody until you're talked about, so as long as people are just basically talking, that's why a lot of you need to stop worrying about your haters, and just be happy that they're simply talking, you know, like, he, he, he's generating income, and he's generating cash, okay, now, Kanye West himself has already openly admitted in an article. Um, I'll just, you know, just in case some people did that they don't know, and I would like to refer to it because he said it with his own mouth, that he has been um, diagnosed or was probably or practically um, diagnosed with a mental condition at 39. Now, he says that he does not consider, in his own words, he does not consider the disability or his mental condition a disability. He considers it a superpower. Okay, now this was, um, let me see, um, an episode or, or show that he did with uh, radio personality Big Boy after debuting his new album Gay, and um, this was um, after a listening party in Wyoming. So pretty much he said, I, this is his own words, I had never been diagnosed until I was like 39 years old, okay? Um, he says that he was diagnosed with a mental condition. He never specifically said what it was, but he said condition. So he, I guess he's hinting at one. That's that LSAT stuff coming there. And then he said, but like I said on the album, um, it's, not disabil- it's not a disability. It is a superpower. Okay. Um, now, even though he didn't mention the condition by name, he has referred to bipolar disorder on his album. You know, um, the artwork for the album also uh, had like um mountains with like this handwritten um font and says something like i hate being bipolar it's awesome so i mean then it's like one i think one line is like you know um that's my bipolar shit and then like um nigga what that's my superpower you know it ain't no disability i'm a superhero i'm a superhero so long story short you know he hints at it he might not want to openly out and say it but i feel like most people like how i feel if you know, if you, when I was younger, when you used to listen to an album or an artist album, and you used to listen to it from the beginning to end, if you're a true fan and you've listened to every song and everything, if these artists truly write um, their work, like Kanye writes a lot of his stuff, or like Janet is a true artist, some people don't write a lot of their stuff anymore, like Beyonce, or, and, and some people, they're not really, like they perform well and everything, but they're not really artists in the own right as far as like, they, they, you know, I remember Mariah Carey, she used to write a lot of her songs, you used to get the lyric books with the CD, and then you could literally see who wrote it, who produced it, and everything, but my point is, when they actually wrote their own songs and put pieces of them into the songs, you kind of felt as a fan, that's how I felt like I knew Jan and I could relate to her, is that you understood their mindset, so I think anybody who listens to Kanye West's music, they could understand his demons, is what I'm basically saying, but again, he already has openly admitted that um, he struggles or battles with um, these so-called demons. Now, it's pretty obvious, in my opinion, why I'm not going off the, like, I obviously, it's very ignorant what he said. I'm going to talk about all of this. This is really something that I have to, like, break down, because, like I said, it's so much you can get from this, what's going on, period. It's really a lot that's going on, but I think it's pretty obvious to anyone who has eyes and can see, you know what I'm saying? Um, Hell, Stevie Wonder can see that uh, the man is suffering, and he needs some serious help, 
okay? Now, what kind of help he needs? Well, nine out of 10, it would be one concerning mental health illness or mental disabilities, especially after really admitting so. And we already know he had a breakdown and then Kim and them put him in somewhere and there was like a rehab and all these other things. But obviously, um, he goes off and on, off and on the grid. He's not always there, you know? Um, also, it could be a sign of MK Ultra programming gone down. Wrong, you know, who knows? But right now, we're going to stick to mental illness because um, he distributes a lot of, he says one condition he got diagnosed, but I feel like he distributes a lot of uh, mental illness personalities and traits such as narcissistic uh, personalities, which I did an episode on that, egomaniac uh, syndrome, you know, he's definitely bipolar. And he has like a God complex, something that's called like a God complex, or right? and also delusions. Okay, so I've had episodes, like I said in the past, where I've done narcissist, psychopath, sociopath, but I have not done one on people or who are dating people with bipolar disorders or who are dating egomaniacs or people who suffer from God complex and delusions. Um, when some, when anyone suffers from mental health, though, why I'm bringing this up is concerning Kanye. And, and this is a point that I really want to stress, um, is that it's important to keep in mind that they are never 100% com- in complete control of their thoughts, feelings, and or behavior patterns, okay? So this is a very important piece of information that I feel people often overlook because then you're just going to look at Kanye as Kanye, and you're going to look at Kanye and not and be like, this is, you know, obviously you don't agree with what he's saying, but you're obviously going to be like, this is the same rational man who's just ignorant. All right. You're not looking at Kanye in the light that you should be looking at him in as in this is an emotionally disturbed, tormented soul who obviously needs help and is not taking care of himself. Do you feel me? Okay. So with that being said, what I'm basically saying is if you understand just exactly what it is that you're looking at. In this case, Kanye as a psychological case, not Kanye the psycho, self-hating black Negro, which we're going to look at that aspect as well, though, okay? Because I told you there's a lot going on. But right now, looking, if you look at it in, in that sense, in those lenses, as Kanye being a psychological case, you will immediately begin to, to see, know, and understand that one, Kanye cannot be taken seriously at this point from here on out evermore. Until he takes care of himself, which he clearly is not. Okay, um, I've said in previous med- uh, episodes before, a lot of mental illness goes hands in hands with drug and alcohol abuse. So now you have a duality problem. You, if you cannot treat mental illness without treating the uh, substance abuse problems, because if you treat the mental illness and you don't treat the substance abuse problem, what happens is you have a moment where okay, I'm taking my medication, I'm going to see my counselor, or my psychiatrist, or whatever, and I'm taking care of me on the mental part. But if you don't take care of the usage, what's going to happen is your usage is going to lead you to, to turn to feelings, lead you to do things, which is going to stir up emotions that's going to lead you to be to come depressed and go through those emotions all over again. You might stop taking your medication and so forth. Now, if you just get off the drugs and alcohol now and say, I'm going to get clean, but at the same time, you don't take care of your mental health awareness, what's going to happen is you're still stuck in that head where you're constantly depressed or down all the time or whatever it is, or suicidal or wanting to harm yourself or others, that you're going to want to drown all that out. And what are you going to do? The first thing you're going to run for is a a bottle or a vice of some sort, which is a drug or some kind of recreational thing that you use to kind of calm you down. And so therefore the two, uh, you know, working together, which we've already seen Kanye in the past with, uh, I think on the MTV, the red carpet with like a whole bottle of Hennessy. 
pharmacy or whatever, but we know that, you know, drugs is being used, your alcohol is being used there. So it's something that you'd have to combat together. They have programs for that, but like I said, it's that, I mean, it's hard working on addiction alone, let alone working on mental. I mean, like, it's a lot of work. And then on top of that, the person's mind isn't there. They, they're obviously, you know, can't take care of themselves at that point. So how are you going to get them to do one, let alone both? So, yeah, he can't be taken seriously. That's why people shouldn't give into all of this and get so much into the base and get so offended. It's almost like I hate to say it, but you kind of have to give him some kind of a pass because he is not a well man. Okay, so the hate for Kanye is almost like someone bullying or attacking um, a disabled person who is technically, in a sense, mentally disabled, so they're helpless against the way they're, they're acting and, and what they're doing. And two, he desperately needs help and he is not caring for himself. Not only is he not caring for himself, it's clear that nobody around him seems to be taking care um, of Kanye, okay? And so what do I mean by that? Um, so you have your people that go with you. You're a celebrity, right? You've been trained to do interviews and what to say and what not to say. A lot of times, before celebrities go to do interviews, a lot of times, I don't know if they still do this, but from what I've heard before, there are... The questions that are going to be asked to them by whatever interviewer, radio host, or TV personality, or whatever, is supposed to be sent in advance so that it can be reviewed by the team of so-called set of celebrity, and then um, they would edit and say what they won't discuss, what they won't bring up, either, either for legal reasons or whatever, right? And then so there's always someone that comes to you with you on your team, on your entourage. These people are supposed to help you to go into damage control as soon as something happens or the ish hits the fan. So they have, everybody knows, you know, you have the right to edit and cut away. Even if the um, radio station or the TV station maybe wants to keep it, I'm sure there's plenty big bucks where you could just kind of give somebody some hush money to make it go away or so-called speak or whatever. But maybe somebody, because they understand that his mentality is not right, there's a lot of people that take advantage of people in those states, which is why I told you I had to become, um, to get, um, the health um, power of attorney. I had to just, I just got had to get it all over for my cousin concerning um, being his legal, legal guardian over his health because every time he used to go in there, they used to just take advantage of the fact. And people in the world will take advantage of you. It's not just in healthcare. It's just like you know they'll realize that you're off or that you not that you don't necessarily think in the common way that you're a little easy to manipulate and so therefore um, an easy target and they'll do that. So it could be somebody that just put the battery in his back and told him that you know he should say that maybe um, for even though he does believe it for ratings or whatever whatever the reason is I just feel like there's not really too many people around Kanye right now that are getting Kanye and what I mean by getting Kanye I mean like okay if this is my husband and I'm Kim I know she's tired you know what I mean like we've all I'm sure most people have dated a Kanye I know I have like it gets extremely exhausting you have to save face he's constantly <laughs> doing some shit to fucking embarrass you or him or you know it's a situation you know like it's not just something's wrong or whatever my point is, though, like, you got to go get him. So, like, I have my, like I said, I'm a cousin of and so he have issues with episodes sometimes. It's not necessarily violent or stuff, but when he's not in his right state of mind, and it's like, okay, see, people don't know what's going on. Like, I know him, so I know that he suffers from these things. I know this is an episode. I got to go get my cousin. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I got to go come get him over here or whatever, or kind of put him, like, in a security state where he's not necessarily amongst people who don't know how to handle him. And then who don't know how it was going on, it was going to lead to a situation, you got to bring them on back. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes these people say things um, that are irrational, like what he just said. You know, that's a delusion. That's a delusion that can be described as, um, I have, 
I put it down here in my thoughts. Um, like, like basically, a delusion could be like what I described as like a strong attachment to an incorrect, but extremely compelling belief, which is what he did with um that statement because it's like it's incorrect, but at the same time, it's like it's a strong attachment to it. And you, somebody around there had to know, wait a minute, hold up, check. Because don't tell me they can't do that to them. It's the same thing like, God forbid you have um, come, your acts have come down to questioning to the police station to speak to detectives about a potential murder that you probably didn't have anything to do with. But you know how sometimes you can go with an attorney and then you could be talking, but you might say something, the attorney's like, I'm sorry, can I speak to my client for a second? You know how they could stop it and be like, um, I think what my client meant to say. You know how they could kind of come in and kind of, you know, they kind of, like I said, damage control because it's not necessarily that you might be guilty, but you might be saying certain things, which is why law is very important or words in law and very important all the time if you say most that means over 50 percent if you say half that means exactly 50 percent if you say all that means 100 percent that's why um, prosecutors be looking like deranged overthinking psychopaths when they cross examining people like but didn't you say and then you some people be like yeah but i said that but i meant this but that's not how the world of law works what how it works is you know what I'm saying? You said this, so that's what it means. That's why they're very, very, that's why they keep a stenographer on deck. What the hell? If, if words weren't important, what the hell you were saying? Why the hell would they keep a record on file? What the hell you're saying? And like I said, in that world, is very straightforward. So you can't say sometimes if it was all the time. So if you say, um, well, well so was it all of you there? It'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, it was all of us. But then, because you're talking fast, but then later on, they're cross-examining, you'd be like, well, actually, Tina had stepped out to go to the store, but you had said that. Or, yeah, you probably meant that Tina had left, but talking too fast, now you're looking like a damn liar. So basically what I'm saying with this situation is um, um, that that's how um, it would go, like, I guess, um, you know, for the um, Kanye thing. Hold on, let me see what I want to discuss next. I got so much notes here. So my point is just like the lawyer could come in and say, look, uh-uh, you don't, you don't say it like that. You got to say it like you guys supposed to coach your client, but it's the same way that his people are supposed to come into damage control and be like, hold up, wait. You know, at what point are you going to say, Kim and Kanye are going to always get publicity, whether he make a fool of himself or not. And, and I'm sure maybe this was publicity or not, but I don't believe so. And I'm going to tell you why I know it wasn't. Um, when are they going to come in and say, so I don't know if his team's just tired of him and they just want to let him just look like an asshole at this point, or if they just know that he hasn't, like, you know, no matter what happens to Kanye West, whether he lives or die, don't you know people are going to keep making money off of him, bankroll, honey? They could care less if he self-destruct right there on camera and die. Wasn't Michael Jackson worth more in death than he was in life? You don't think the same would be happening to Kanye and they would make him another one of these, um, you know, gone too soon, lost to drugs scenario situations or another suicide attempt? You know, because I see that's where his story is going if he doesn't get it together soon kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so it's very clear in my opinion that nobody's saying, you got to go get your husband. You got to go go get your people. It's like, how y'all just got him out there like that? You know, that's you got, you got, you got all the people around. You got security entourage. Nobody said, hold up, cut. Nobody said that. So, like I said, either stage is not, and I don't believe that stage. Now, um, bipolar disorder, because this is what I want to talk about concerning this issue with um, this and also another issue he had with some other people this year. So, the effects of bipolar disorder symptoms... Um, can range from, well, the, the effects it could have on a person's life, I should say, could range from minor interruptions to, like, major disruptions. So these things obviously can damage relationships. I could only imagine what Kim and Kanye is going through. Jobs, look at him and look at him and um, Jay and them now. You know what I mean? Um, school performance, he's not in school, but he did drop out. <laughs> 
you know, suicide in the most extreme cases, of course, and um, thoughts of suicide. But um, also, they could harm themselves. But bipolar episodes can um, take a toll on everybody, co-workers, anybody who's around you. That's why I said it could just potentially be that his team is just sick and tired. You just don't know what's going on. At this point, they're like, look, if you're going to be an ass and a fool about it, at least let me get paid. But they don't, you know, you can't force somebody to get help for their mental illness. So at this point, they're probably just like, listen, let's just let this uh, train. You know, you know, the train is getting ready to crash. You know, this is going to be like one of those head-on collisions. You know, you can't stop it, so you can't do anything but just sit back and watch and kind of wait for the train wreck to happen and then kind of kind of like rummage through the through the debris and see if there's a, if there's any survivors like who survives who survives did he survive like yeah like that that's what they're doing at this point but collecting a, a paycheck at the same time so um yeah i mean because people like kanye can have days look at him he has days sometimes weeks sometimes months even years of straight up and down unpredictable behavior. You have no idea what he's going to do. You have no idea what he's going to say. You kind of hold your breath if you're Kim and them. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> it's, it's one of those things that you, you just never know what they're going to do next. And you, it's, sometimes it's just even like difficult to rely on. You're just, like I said, you can't take them seriously at anything that they do. And that'll end up putting challenges on others, you know. I mean, have you dated a Kanye West? Maybe you'll know what I mean when I say challenges on others or how it hurts relationships. Do you know one? Are you related to one? You know, we have, you know, sometimes it's just like somebody could preserve certain qualities, but he's just like, he's a handful. Like, he has a lot going on. So signs of bipolar disorder is what I want to talk about next. Um, bipolar disorder, a.k.a. manic depression, they refer to it as, but I like to call it, like, anybody got time for that? You're bipolar. It's basically a psychiatric disorder that causes extreme shifts of moods, which is highs and lows of um, being happy or sad, but extreme highs of being happy and extreme lows. It's not necessarily one that's like balanced or kind of like normal. When you got those kind of problems going on, your abilities to, like I said, carry out on everyday life and everyday tasks becomes hard. And um, you might experience two symptoms which they refer to as manic episodes and depressive episodes both of them basically behavior um, change your mood up and both can be signs if you notice the signs that someone or indicating signs that someone with bipolar is experiencing like an episode so they can be extremely irritable mad um like kanye he talks and jumps from one conversation one discussion to another discussion he has very over-the-top unrealistic beliefs about himself and his own um capabilities like he i mean i pulled up some of the stuff that he said over the like the years about himself let me see if i could get it up it was like on the article and then after that i'm gonna take a break and come back because i can't believe we've already 30 minutes i have so much more to say but it's it's all good yeah so some of the things that he said to describe himself because Kanye loves to talk about himself is um he said that he did admit that one of his big, biggest Achilles heels has been his ego that though and he said if I Kanye West can remove my ego I think there's hope for everyone see he's even admitted it um I don't think there's a living celebrity with more weapons for him against him but I don't think there's one more prosperous 
you don't know that there's, you know, like these things, how could you not know that there's one more pro there? Of course, there's somebody more prosperous than you out here, Kanye. Um, so he goes, so the voices in my head told me to go and I just walked up like halfway the stage, but I didn't re really want to take away from, um, Beck's moment or the time he's having to talk. It was kind of like a joke, like the Grammys themselves. Listen, I am God's vessel. But I'm my greatest. But my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. And I'm not gonna read anymore because I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with some of the things that he said about himself. But this is the statements that they'll they'll make, which is pretty much having an unrealistic belief of one's personality or just putting them. So this is which also it, it also um, exudes narcissistic personalities, and then they behave impulsively, like spouting out stuff like his uh, mouth that he said before. They could also have moments where they're just sad and low and down all the time, like we know. You know, insomnia, a little no sleep, isolation from friends and family. You know, they don't eat at all or they eat too much. They start form forming um, eating disorders. That goes hand in hand with some sometimes with this. Sometimes they feel tired and slow down. Um, you see, it's never happy. They, lo they, they lose lack of interest in things. And um, once again, that sh delusional... Sh um, state of mind where Kanye has formed strong attachments to incorrect but extremely compelling beliefs like I mentioned earlier like recently this whole situation when Kanye shared his beliefs on um, slavery saying that slavery was a choice you know he dis by saying that he displayed a strong attachment to the incorrect but extremely compelling belief that slavery was a choice this is what got people like up in arms i mean people get up in arms all the time a lot of times about him but i mean even before that there was a, the episode with daz dillinger because he took um he took some shots at the uh, Crips or whatever, which who didn't appreciate it. And it's Uncle Snoop's cousin from LBC and stood up and he, he, he put this uh, national mark out on Kanye and Kanye was marked. You know, now this led to Kanye eventually getting a restraining order. The police questioned Dillinger. And then um, later, I think I believe it was like May. It only lasted like a month or two. I don't know. It, they um, squashed the beef because I, in my opinion, kind of just this was getting too much. Plus, it was all over the internet. But whatever, who knows? Maybe it was publicity too. I don't know. But at the end of the day, when they asked him recently, like what you know, this is not the first time he said things like this. Like he upset the Crips and he started taking their threats like pretty lightly. Why was it that he did that? And he's like, well, I don't. You know, he's delusional. He'll say things like, well, you know, I don't think that they really hate me. I don't think that they ever really meant that they were ever really gonna beat me up. And I'm like, did you see some of these videos that Daz was putting out here? Like, are you bugging? Like, you can't be that. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you know, he, in a situation like that, he's so disconnected with reality that he, he'll he see that kind of thing. That like he said, they love me. Maybe now, maybe they squashed it. Maybe they didn't. Some people, they uh, got things that's too hot right now. The police is asking too many questions. Maybe we lay low for a few years when ain't nobody looking. I'm going to say keep tabs on them. You know, rock people to sleep and then boom, do something. Because by the time it happened, we don't lay low so long. The beef's unsquashed. That was like four, five years, six, seven years ago. Why would they be looking at us? You understand what I'm trying to say? Some people do that a lot. What you think Drake's song Look Alive is about? Shoot. <clears throat> shit. He said, we told him that we put that shit behind us, but I lied, right? Ain't that what he say? Told him that we put that shit behind us, but I lied. It's a lot of people running around here like that. So you got to watch your back. You want people you don't think, think you don't make peace with. So, um, I want to see what else I want to say. Talking about they love me, so I'm gonna take a break. And when I come back, I want to discuss um, the other part or aspect of Kanye's West situation that I want to talk about, which is the. Um, well, I'll tell you when I come back. You know, it's 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 good though, and um, we'll talk about what he said and uh, 
the views that people, why it would stir people's emotions up. Like, we already know, though, and um, my views on it in a very interesting article I brought up. And then I want to drop some history for real, for real, as much as I can. Not too much. I don't want to scare nobody off, but, you know, just to at least whet the appetite a little bit. Make somebody do a Google search or something, look up something, or just at least provoke somebody's thoughts. Be right back after the break. Chapo's counter. What's up, family? I'm back from break. It's your host, Fire Top. My right butt cheek done fell asleep, y'all. But the thing is, like, I thought I was the way I was sitting, and then maybe I had just happened to be the way I was sitting. It was pinching a nerve. But I moved around since. Now I just think I done damaged the nerve completely because I can't feel this like this <laughs> I'm falling apart, y'all. I'm falling apart. <laughs> Told y'all, I was like the tip man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But back to um, your boy, Mr. West. So I found this article, right? It was entitled Kanye West thinks slavery was a choice. He's not alone, or he's not the only one. By Tara Isabella Burton on Vox.com. So I want to jump into that because she gets really deep. I love knowledge and education. And I want to spread some. Also, well, I'll talk after this. All right. And then we're going to uh, read uh, the article where uh, Kanye apologizes once again for being Kanye. So, where is it? Do, 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 boop. That's my weight music for y'all. Do, 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 was a choice. He's not the only one. So, boom. This article gets real deep. I'm going to have to read this. No, it's not long at all. <clears throat> Very good read. So, she says, rapper, designer, and self-proclaimed avatar of dragon energy, Kanye West, caused controversy yesterday when he told the entertainment site TMZ that slavery was a choice. Quote, when you hear about slavery for 400 years... For 400 years, he said, that sounds like a choice. And of course, he's kind of <laughs> trying to get the, he's really trying to get them to laugh back, right? Of course, everybody, you know, I mean, whatever. I'm sure I could act, I could just imagine the eye rolls across the nation, across the world. But he later doubled down in a perplexing tweet storm that included, among other things, an apocryphal quote, like falsely attributed to Harriet Tublin, implying that enslaved people did not know they were slaves, right? So that's his argument, that the slave people didn't know they were slaves. Now, this is where things get interesting. Now, it's possible to attribute West's latest pivot to conservative talking points to many factors. He may have genuinely become a neo-reactionary. He may have correctly surmised that saying something patently ridiculous on the dawn of his latest album release is a surefire way to get um, free press. In which case, they say sorry. So this is what I was also saying. Like, there's no such thing as black publicity. Always remember that. <clears throat> now, it says, the, but the particular narrative that West is exposing here is 
worth discussing, not because it's true, because it is not, but because its pervasiveness tells us something about the means by which two distinctively um, distinctly American myths have become intertwined. West's contention that slavery was a choice represents the intersection of decades worth of revisionist civil war history with the bootstrap narrative of personal responsibility embedded in American culture. So in other words, um, he's not the first person to come into the view of the fact that they believe that slavery was a choice. That's just a very fancy way of saying it. So what they're basically saying is West is playing into a common ahistorical civil rights narrative. Now, if you're familiar with the Civil War or if you're familiar with just um, the Negroes in the South and slavery that took place in the South, because we know the transatlantic, first of all, the transatlantic slave trade went on for 400 years, for 400 years. They took black um, African or sub-Saharan descended slaves, even from the Congo. They wanted ones from the Congo, especially because their backs were so strong and they never seen like they never seen them. Not only that, they couldn't stand the fact that the people were so strong and everything. It's it's really the same story. I, I mean, I'm gonna share it. I might as well just share it out. I was gonna share it later. It's very it's very much a, a very similar. Listen to me. <laughs> first, let me get to the point, and then I'm gonna break it down. And then I'm break it down what's going on with black people. But the first cultural troupe West, okay, is embracing here is the is that of the happy slave, okay? This is something that's been going on for a very long time. One person who has brought who brought the point home, God bless the dead, was Malcolm X. He was constantly trying to break through to black people. Because black people, we all think just because we black, we black. It's bullshit. Black people need to understand that there's literally two types of black people walking around here to this day. Okay, you got your house Negroes and you got your damn field Negroes. That is one thing that hasn't changed since the beginning of time. I'm going to tell you about your gather around black people, especially. I'm going to tell the black people. And and if you got friends and y'all was walking around here and y'all talking that black people was Egyptian and now it's the first civilization. And I am a God and I am a goddess, which I'm telling you right now, you have a God complex. Come, come gather around. I'm going to give you some information that you can Google and look up and we can debate if you want. I'm getting ready to join the Blake Cup anyway. I'm getting ready to hit bigger subjects than this, okay? And, and also, I have won many a uh, YouTube debate concerning some subjects. But I'm going to tell you this. First of all, I'm, I'm just going to break down like this. Egypt was not the first civilization. I'm sorry. Before there was an Egyptian or Egyptian dynasty, there was something called Mesopotamia, and it existed in the Fertile Crescent, okay, before between the Euphrates River and another river, okay? This is where the land of Ur is and a lot of other things. This is where cuneiform writing came from. This is where the wheel was invented, the pulley. They had the highly advanced mathematics knowledge. They were also knowledgeable of the stars and things of that nature. Now, if you know your history, especially your history of your Bible, because they're always trying to say that uh, Egyptian predates um, the children of Israel, which is, a, is another black civilization. But what they don't know is the Mesopotamian people, okay, was a black civilization. Original black civilization was black, but you, you're starting a little bit further up on the damn timeline at Egypt when you need to understand your true history and go further back from there and stop stopping at Egypt. And so you had these pagan people in Mesopotamia, and guess what? Father Abraham, the father of the three major religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, was from Mesopotamia. He was black. Hey, you don't believe me, you don't got to. Okay? He got up out of the land of Ur, 
all right, during the land of, during the famine, and then eventually traveled to the Egyptians. It's right there in your, in your Old Testament, during the famine, sat with the highest, highest of the kings who loved his knowledge, picked their brain, and that's how they eventually exchanged the story of um, the, the prophecies of Christ and all this other stuff, because they're trying to figure out who this and all that. And I could break down even more to you from there. But my point is, Egypt wasn't the first. Now, what you need to remember about Egypt, since y'all love Egypt so much and y'all black people, is they was like the first technically um, slave trade that ever existed. I mean, yeah, there was lots of slavery that happened in the history of the world. But don't you know the the Egyptians is slaving? Why, why don't y'all ever talk about the people that y'all enslaved? That was called the children of Israel. Egypt wanted to exist and be real, but they never want to own up to the fact that they were some enslaving people. Yeah, it was a black civilization, but they was also enslaving another black people, which is really their brethren, which was the children of Israel. And it went on for 300 years is what happened. And in the Bible, if you know your prophet, if you, if you read, if you don't, you know what I'm saying? If you just like, uh, if you don't believe in it, but you just like a, like a good tale or a good story, it is prophesied in the book of Deuteronomy that they would come out of bondage, that he was going to send someone, which ended up being Moses. That's why I don't understand. If you say you love God and you're a child of God and you're holding up to Egypt, you're a damn fool because everything he did, all the Exodus was about in a big um, Ten Commandments and a part of the Red Sea was to get y'all the hell up out of Egypt. And y'all still up there talking about Egypt. It's the most stupidest thing. It's not your fault, though, because house Negroes done set y'all up. I'm going to keep calling back to this house Negro thing because it's important. You're not understanding that them Egyptian people that was on the top was house Negroes and the people that was on the bottom was field Negroes. The real Negroes was always getting oppressed to this day. Okay? So now <clears throat> you have um, the children of Israel began to be in the 12 tribes. They are the ones that, well, we're not going to get into who built the parents of all but long story short, Moses came, the Exodus came out, and, they, and that's why the Exodus is so important. That's why the Ten Commandments is such a, a, if you like stories or you're a believer, that's why it has such a pro, um, prominent thing. It wasn't just about um, uh, let my people go. It was about crushing a dynasty, um, setting the people apart, and going for it. Of course, everybody's white in the movie, but if you know your history, you know that it was a darker civilization. So you got the black part right of Egypt, but you don't got the part right of which side of Egypt you should have been on. You should have been on the children of Israel side. You shouldn't have, who the hell want to be the Pharaoh that was oppressing God's chosen? You don't know your history. And so with that being said, moving forward, because I got other points to make, right? You got in Deuteronomy, God prophesizing to the children, and he literally said, so stay by me, do what you're supposed to do. I make you the greatest nation ever. Because every all in total testament, as long as they did what they had to do, they were unbeatable. They were the greatest nation. They didn't want for anything. They had gold diamonds, everything. But if you keep on taking on the ways of the world, pagan crap, and all this worshiping other gods and not worshiping me, it ain't gonna do nothing but put curses on you. And I'm telling you now, if you don't, if they, he always warns everybody, sends prophets and everybody. If you don't do what you're gonna do, I guarantee you, you will see Egypt again. But this time, you're gonna see Egypt by ways of ship. When's the last time you seen a freaking bondage in the history of mankind that looked anything similar to Egypt? The transatlantic slave trade. Because the 12 tribes scattered, they all went running from the Middle East into um, Africa and Egypt down into the Sub-Saharans and the Congo. And they was able to mix there for a long time because the people were black. And then of course, at that time, the white men had already infiltrated and started making deals with the, um, the tribe leaders. Talking about, uh, we'll give you this and this and this, just let us take them. And then they sold us out because the, the ones that sold us to the white man, the higher up kings and those African leaders and those, um, those, those African um, tribesmen who sold us off because they had the authority to do so, those in those days would have been the fucking house nigga. I'm trying to help somebody. And the slaves that got sold off would have been the damn field negro. Now, I'm going to help Hispanic people, and I'm going to help all people of color of the world. So from there, they took all these people for 400 years. I told you the one in Egypt was 300 years. Didn't I just say that? 300. You know how long the translation? 400. It was already prophesied in the Bible. He said it. It was right there. 
okay? If you know your stuff and you study, you read enough and a lot, and you can't talk about all the stuff in one, like I cannot break all of this down in one setting, but Google some of the stuff I said, if you don't believe, you don't have to believe that it's true, but you should at least know that it's said and it's understood by people who do extensive reading and studying and research, okay? Now, going back to colored people of the world, Hispanics especially, where do you think they took all these damn slaves? They took them to Hispaniola, that's Haiti and Dominican Republic. They took them to Cuba. They took them to Puerto Rico. They took them to everywhere in the Caribbean islands. They took them even over to the, in, to the, Indi, um, the Indies. That's why, you got, that's why you got what they call brown people, the Indian people. And the only reason you got white Hispanic and, 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 and dark Hispanic Latinos, which is the same thing as a house Negro, but the, the, the white one would be the house Negro, and then his, uh, the dark Hispanic would be the dark Negro, is because you had the slave masses raping our women. That's all that happened. So some stay black. And look, and you know black people, even if they pure black, can come from the whitest shade to the darkest shade. I'm going to tell you right now, the whitest person and the darkest person, man or woman on this earth, is a black man or, 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 or a black woman. Why do I say that? Because if you, if you go to the whitest spectrum of black, what do you have? People who have albinism or albinos, correct? They are super, super, super white. Really beautiful, unique-looking, different creatures with blonde hair, blood, but they are technically black. Okay, they pigment. They have a pigment thing going on with them. Now take you down to the darkest of 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 the darkest blackest person. Find him in the Congo. He almost looked purple. Downey, that's the darkest spectrum. So we come in all ranges of colors, pretty much. Now you got people raping us. Of course you got different colors and stuff like that. But my point is, even in America. And even in the slave, even in the slave um, continents and countries that they created, because all these countries, America, uh, the U- Europe, all of them was built off the backs of slaves through the um, plantations and the stuff that we worked through, sugar canes, cotton. We, I mean, even Amer- black people built up this entire country. Black people built the White House. You understand what I'm saying? They hardly did anything. It was all free labor that they got from the backs of slaves. Okay, so your children of Israel, <clears throat> if you want to know, it's not just black people. It's also Hispanic people. It's also um, Asian people, because Asian people have black are, are, are connected. That's why you have a black Asians. You know what I'm saying? And actually, if you look at if you look at the um, Israel on a map, if you, or you look at the continent of not the Middle East, but the continent of where um, Israel is today, is in the continent of Asia. I think they call it Western Asia. Okay, you don't have to believe me. You can do it on your own. Okay, but that's my that just goes to show you that. Um, the Africa, Asia, and Europe is all right there. So it's impossible to believe that just one part of all of this area was just black and stuff. And that's all I want to say about it. And I also want to just talk about slavery as far as that goes. And of course, in America, you had the house Negro and you had the field Negro. Okay. And then, of course, you had your Nat Turners in the South that started revolutions. And you had your uh, Toussaint Louvertures over in Haiti that started revolutions. And then you know what happened with the Civil War. And you know the rest from there about how you got up out of slavery. But, um, if, I, if you think about everything that I just said about people just, does it sound to you, you saw Amistad, you saw 12 Years a Slave, does that sound to you like anybody that, that, that made a choice? If somebody made a choice, it was the people that sold the people off into slavery. You understand what I'm saying? It was Native Americans are also the children of Israel. Yes, they are. They are descendants of the Native Americans of this country. Yes, they are. Because the continents were different at that time. They could have just walked over through too, too many ice ages. You got to do your history. A lot of the people of color of really world world really want fear. You got to do your, your history. This is what you believe or you don't believe. Hopefully that at least sparked um, some thought or interest um, about the subject. But back to the house Negro syndrome and the field, uh, field Negro syndrome. Kanye West would be technically 
the house Negro in this situation, trying to brainwash the field Negroes. I told you about a celebrity clapback that I had while I was addressing another house Negro. A lot of celebrities on top or straight up and down put there in place to be straight up and down house Negroes. It ain't no different. The field Negroes is down here struggling for scraps and the field Negroes who's gonna obey master's wishes and say, you know, it's like what Michael Max said. He said, ooh, the, field ne the house Negro um, mentality is like this. He wake up one morning, he see Master cough, Master say, <coughs> he said, Master, what's wrong? Uh, Master, you we sick? Not you sick, Master, we sick? Is we sick? That's the mentality. They done, they, the butt kisses or the brown noses or the Uncle Toms, if you will. Okay, dumb people still exist. I keep trying to tell everybody that while well, I try to say that in, in the episode. That's why the celebrity clapped back at me because I kind of exposed a little something, but that's a whole other story. And then you got the field Negroes. So what you'd have is him trying to brainwash this. Now, I'm going to prove it in the continuation of this article just to bring the point home if you don't still understand what I'm saying. And I know it might be a lot, but you want to talk about slavery and you want to talk about the history of slavery and you want to talk, I mean, if you, if some of you want to get to the bottom of the nitty gritty, even though I know it's a mental health thing, we could throw some history in there too. So it says, um, West is playing into common historical civil rights um, narratives, which is pretty much the house Negro. So it says the first cultural trope West is embracing here is that of the happy slave, the enslaved person whose situation is, if not consensual, then nonetheless, not really that bad. It's a narrative we can find in fiction everywhere from Gone with the Wind to Song of the South. But insidiously, this narrative isn't limited to fiction. Generations of high school textbooks have elided the scale. So you know the history books is a liar. That's why I keep encouraging everybody to read and stop worrying about too much about what this person doing, this person. But you need to know your history and what's going on in this world. That's more important. You know what I'm saying? Worry about your soul. Things like that. But these books have been changed. Like if you're looking in your child, if you remember your your books or your your textbooks and then you go look in your child's textbook and you can see Snoop Dogg and your child's social studies book and literally Barack Obama, they have cut, that means they have cut out a lot of the stuff that was pre before that and just cut it in half and started putting in my, you should not see, a history book should not, in my opinion, should not already be showing you things that happened within the past, I feel five to 10 or 15, you know what I'm saying, kind of years. It's really supposed to be taking you back to stuff that you don't know, not stuff that you, they're already writing new history on for the next generation to come, so to speak. <clears throat> it's kind of like when you was in school and they told you that Christopher Columbus was the best thing that ever happened to America, only to find out later when you're at the college, you got the bigger scope of the truth of the world. But then you got at a college, you, you know, if you stopped your knowledge there, then you just stopped and then you, you lost it. Like I said in the previous episode, you're not, you're not really into knowledge anymore. You're you're not forget being a, a, a sapiosexual. You know what I'm saying? You just don't even care. Then you stopped. But people from like me, I kept going. You know what I'm saying? Because I love truth and truth seeker. But what they're basically saying is that um, the textbooks are recharacterizing the Civil War as an in, in, as an interseen squabble state rights rather than a war over the right to own slaves. So um, I'm just gonna go down to the bottom to get to the to the bottom point. Okay. So for instance, in Texas, right? For two, in 2015, for example, a social studies textbook that was used in public schools made headlines when it informed the students that the Atlantic slave trade between the 1500s and the 1800s brought millions of workers from Africa to the southern United States to work. 
on agricultural plantations, implying that enslaved people were workers, traveling of their own volition. Do you understand? Do you understand what's happening in the textbooks? Do you understand why it's one thing if Kanye West is saying it, it's another thing if it's being changed. What the hell would you know, unless you have a kid, and most people don't really look through, they like make sure you do your homework, you make sure the chapters are right. But nobody's really making sure that when you don't go to school with your kid, you don't know what they're learning, you don't know what they're, and you don't really care. As long as they go somewhere 40 hours a week, they know how to count, tie their shoelaces, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's hurting them, and they either, you know what I'm saying, when they're getting good grades. Because, you know, that. No, I wouldn't tell nobody to take their kid out of school. You got to put your kids through school. It's kind of like you got to get them messed up for them to come out and then learn the truth, so to speak. You, you know, you can't just, I don't know, slap them in. But my point is, um, you got the textbooks telling kids now that the people, um, of um, the white Dutch and, 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 the, and the um English and the Spaniards, um, those who were um buying up slaves by the millions for 300 years, you they're trying to tell kids that there was um work that was overseas, that they just were these good people that just offered millions of work to workers from Africa to in the southern United States, and that these people came. So that implies that they were willing people that came on over their own rights, which is the same thing that Kanye is saying. You understand? Something is wrong with that picture. And if you can't, I don't care. I'm not saying you should care enough to go write your politician or whatever. You know, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. I, I know where I know how to get in touch with all of mine. I know how to get in touch with my governor. I know how to touch with, with, with my mayor up in city hall. You know what I'm saying? I know how to get in touch with my borough president. <laughs> so trust me, they here, they here for me, you know? And I exercise these rights that I have. Some work and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just falls on deaf ears. But my point is, um, this is what's going on. Is that a right thing to do? No, because now you're trying to sit there and trying to make light of something that was horrible. And then, of course, you have other slave um, situations. I don't want to sit here and act like um, black people. and You, you had, um, you know, people of, of the same color enslave other people. Black people in other cultures have enslaved other black people, so to speak. And then you have, um, you also have the Holocaust, which wasn't necessarily slavery, but it still was like um, a... Um, a genocide of a race of people. So it was point of like racism and, and also a form of enslavement because they were under certain rule set of laws, even curfews and things like that. It just wasn't right. So I'm not statistically going to, um, and we're not even going to talk about those Jews over there, but all I'm simply saying <laughs> is that, you know, slavery is period of any form. Forget just the transatlantic. I'm just hitting on that because he's black and black people are mad. And the first thing you have to think about is the transatlantic slave trade. So I took the time to go to Marion Webster Dictionary before I finished this article. But I think I'm pretty much done. There's not really thing. Yet I'm going to go uh, define what slavery is. So, ah, slave is a person of legal property and of another and is forced to obey them. Slave, a person held in servitude as chattel of another. So I said, what is that? Let me, you know how I do. I said, what is chattel? Looked up chattel and said, chattel is a personal possession. In law, chattel is an item of property other than real estate. Or it could be a slave or a bondsman. Example, slaveholders who were determined to hold on to their human chattel. Okay, if these people were, if these people came by over by choice, like they said to all these continents, because like I said, it was all the way from India down to Cuba, down to Puerto Rico, down to Hispaniola, to Haiti, to Jamaica, um, Grenada, you name it, Panamania. Think of every, all them islands that they, they got so bad, they still go over there on vacation and stuff and have a good time amongst the people that they still enslave them. Because uh, the, the, the English are still in, 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 um, 
Jamaica. They're still under English and British rule. So you have a lot of Jamaicans over in the UK because they're able to get back and forth. It's nothing. It's like the same thing. It's like when you're going from the US to Puerto Rico or the Virgin Islands or wherever because it's all US territory. And then you still have, um, I think the English and the Dutch is still very much in Africa. That's why you got people like Charlize Theron coming out from Africa, even though she's 100% white, but she was born under the African flag because these people, they're still there. You understand what I'm saying? And um, if, if you don't believe that this is Egypt, the Egypt that was prophesied in Deuteronomy that um, would be the second, because like I said, the uh, enslavement of the Egyptians, of the children of Israel was the first one, 300 freaking years. If you look in the history, I don't know that there was anyone other than those two that went on that long. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then the Bible said, it's going to be another one just like this if y'all don't, you know, because it's just how it is. That's why the children are scattered today. You know, you got to remember you, this this world is not what it seems. I'm so going to tell people, you ain't got to believe it. You ain't got to care. It's not my business. I'm pushing my thoughts on you, but I do have my First Amendment right. And we are talking about slavery. And if you're going to talk about slavery, you got to talk about it right. And you got to talk about the history, especially when it comes to black people, because I've never seen the people so lost. It's not their fault because it was done intentionally. But my people, it's really not that it's not that hard to you don't you don't have to not know who you are no more. Is what I want to say to my people, my Latino people, my Asian people. My, it's not that my Native American people. It's not it's not that lost no more. You know, all we got to do is just get together. What you think? Why you why you think the made for now video is so it's so powerful. It's a lot of people who have woke and of truth and of knowledge. There's people in, people in Ethiopia that know stuff that we don't know over here because over here in the Western world, we just like so um, dumbed down and so materialistic and less spiritual and things like that. But there's people in the world that know this. What you think? This thing got 20 million views. I don't know. Probably had 30 million in less than two weeks. What do you think it's so groundbreaking for? It's a powerful message in there. It's a lot of cultures from all around the country. It's a message there. It's Africa is the mother. Of course, the Middle, um, the Middle East and the Fertile Crescent is not too far from that. I'm trying to give you a little bit the history concerning slavery and how the hell everybody got the hell over here and where they are today. You still got Native Americans on the reservation. This is their land. It's a lot of misplaced people here. But if you're going to tell me that everybody had a choice and made the choice to be lost, black people never made a choice to be lost. That's a house Negro. You don't listen to Kanye West. He's also a mentally ill person. You don't keep listening to Kanye West. And if you don't believe that this is Egypt, why the hell you got a why the hell you got a damn pyramid on the back of your dollar bill? Symbolism is everything. It's not a joke out here. And that's what I'm going to say about that. Now, yeah, I talked about that. I talked about ships. I talked about 300 years. Now we're just down to articles. I don't got no more thoughts about that. Y'all don't want to see Black, uh, Black History Month on Chapel's Corner. Y'all going to really turn me the hell off. You want knowledge. I, I might bust out five episodes a day. <laughs> you don't want me to do it. Maybe God want me to do it. But the point is, I'm going to do it. And like I said, the whitest and the darkest person on this earth is the black man and the black woman. From the albino person who has albinism down to the darkest of the purplest black gold and Google it. Moving on. <clears throat> Tell me that we can't make all the shades. So let's see. West comments about slavery being a choice, therefore, needed needs to be conceptualized with a wider matrix. The idea that slavery was not that bad or not that significant, and that its brutality was not sufficient in scale to say a launch to launch a contrastive war. It is an idea that is embedded in parts of American educational systems. Like I mentioned earlier, the textbooks are now saying so, which is disgusting to me. I just, I hate, you know, but you could clearly see how it happens. So if it's happening to the next generation, that they're already lying and changing up the history, why the hell are you so damn naive to believe that they didn't do that shit to us? You understand what I'm saying? That's why I don't take nothing for face value anymore. I'm extremely skeptical and I always do my own damage to the grip. No, I don't care how long go to. I've been on the search journey for almost 12 years. I don't know everything yet. You understand what I'm saying? But it's something I'm not going to stop. And I'm passionate to love to do, so I'm just going to keep on doing it. But one thing they're not going to do to me is the same thing they're doing to everybody else. Make me a sheep 
and then have me believe certain things that's not true because it was in this like the history books is a lie michael jackson even told you that before he died like i sure did you go around youtube and see him telling you that to wake the hell up now <clears throat> yep that's it after that He is insistent that slavery is a choice that needs to be understood in the context that for so much of American cultural history, everything is seen as a choice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so he just, like they say, he just embraces cultural tropes. He is basically, in essence, what I just said was a house nigga. What do you think Malcolm X died for? You think he died because he was talking like Kanye? What do you think people like Kanye get to run around and talk all that stuff? Why do you think half them clowns you see jumping up and down on TV and talking and, and they ratchet as hell? I mean, they ain't nothing wrong with that. That's who you is, who you is. But what the fuck are you learning? You understand what I'm saying? When they start talking stuff you can learn and they start talking right, they shoot you down. They kill you. Or if you was in the boule. Like Malcolm, my, my, Martin Luther King was a member of the Boule. He started to come out and start talking right. That's why they killed him. <laughs> Other Boule people killed him because he started to come out. JFK, what did he speak about all the time? He was against secret society. I, y'all don't even know why they killed him anymore. Everybody that died did something they weren't supposed to do. Then you got Abraham Lincoln, who they swear was half black, but that's left to be debated. Why they killed him? Because they started civil war. What that do? That freed the slaves. The South wanted to be free. They shot and killed his ass. You get it now? You're not getting anything. You got to start waking up and start seeing things. You know? This world is wicked. There's a lot of people on top, and the black people that's on top, they ain't just get there and stumble in an accident. No, nigga, they, they know people that know people that know people. Boule, house Negro shit. All right? Wake up, smell the coffee, and stop um, admiring people's lifestyles and thinking that all that glitter is gold. Half of them done made their bed, they lied in it. When they check out, when they check out, all the celebrities you see that die early, Prince and all of them that died the wrong way, they, they was the good ones. They was the ones that came and broke out the stuff and tried to tell everybody the truth about things. I'm just going to tell you that. Everybody else is just sitting here selling lust, sex, drugs, alcohol, and everything else to, to corrupt and, and damage you and your mind and your soul and body. They're the ones that's going to get the big money. They got to keep pushing the agenda. On that note, um, I'm going to get up out of here. Well, was I going to read this thing? Who cares about Kanye West Cesare? All you need to know tying up this bipolar thing is this is how you know that he don't know what he's doing. When he came to the senses and realized that he shouldn't have said that um, slavery was a choice, he broke down and cried and got emotional. This is a sign of bipolarism as well. He got extremely down and extremely um, depressed about it, and he was crying on ear. And I don't believe that it's an um, act. I just believe that that just goes, again, with the signs of um, being bipolar, having extreme moods of happiness, extreme moods of anger, which we've seen him anger, uh, lack of joy, he hardly smiles. I think the only thing that makes him smile is Baby West and the kids, <clears throat> not even Kim, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and um, that's it. Hope this conversation and this topic wasn't too much for you. I mean, like I said, not make, trying to make you swallow my pills. Like they say, take the red pill, the blue pill. The Matrix is real. You ain't got to believe it. They've been trying to tell you. Watch the Terminator, too. You want to know something about um, the truth. But other than that, um, hopefully it was thought-provoking. Hopefully it just made you say, hmm, I don't know. But I don't know that I am sold. But as long as it just made you say, hmm. You know, if I get you to even do a Google search after this, that's even better. You know, that's, that's what it's all about for me. Thought provocation. On that note, I'll see you a little later. I'm hot as hell. I started to regain um, feeling in my right butt cheek. Also, I'm hot. I need some water. And, um, yeah, so thank you for dealing with me. Like I said, don't listen to nothing Kanye West says. Kanye West says, not only is he as a, as a house Negro, he is mentally ill. Um, there's people who are taking advantage of him. 
Um, he is a tormented soul, but I wouldn't give it any more thought. Except for just know your history, so you don't let nobody else tell you your history. And please be aware of what's going on with the history books. Um, black people about Egypt, you don't believe me what I say? Look it up. You understand what I'm saying? Do your homework. Ask somebody. Ask me. I love a debate. That's how I got to be better. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to answer some questions I didn't have to. I'll be honest, I say I don't know, but I look for it and I find it as best I can. You know what I'm saying? And I won a few souls to Christ. So in the meantime, <clears throat> keep hope alive. Stay sucker free. And y'all be good. Chapel Connor.